What is up, guys? Welcome back to the End Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Kratz, and I am your host. And today, I have a concept, uh, an idea that I came up with when I was reading an article, actually. And somebody had actually mentioned in this article, they said something about a post-record label music industry. And that got me thinking that... I forget what context that was actually in within the article. That has literally nothing to do with it. I just listened to it. Actually, it was a podcast. Anyhow, whatever. It still has no relevance. The relevance is the fact that I thought of, I would just made me think, what is a post-record label music industry? What does that mean? And what does that look like? And what's the possibilities? And all that kind of stuff. And so it really, it really uh, made me think. And... First of all, what does it mean to me? And this is what I where I started. What does that mean to me? What cuz they they said it in passing. They didn't really say much about it. They didn't it was like a comment of just a, a a passing comment that had no actual relevance on anything. There was no context in this. It just was something that they had said. It made me think. So, what does it mean to me? It got me excited actually. It got me really excited to think about what does a post-record label music industry look like? Because I really believe that that's the future. And I mean, I've, I've done multiple different podcasts. Early on in the podcast, I have, I've done a few different episodes about record labels and how much I really don't like them anymore and how much they, or big record labels, how much I think that they've, they're changing and the music industry's changing and they're not keeping up and that whole kind of thing. And so I've done a few episodes of, of that. I'll link them in the show notes for this, but they're like early, early, early podcasts on here, like episode two or three or something. But what, so, so it got me thinking, what does this mean to me? What does a post record label music industry mean to me? And, and what got me really excited is it doesn't mean that there, there are no record labels anymore. It just means that record labels would be not as necessary as they are today or, or seemingly necessary as they are today to get your foot in the door as a small artist, as an independent artist. A lot of artists, I find, uh, they... they aspire to be on a record label. That's their kind of their goal. Once I get signed, that's going to be, that's where I'm going to make it. The, the whole goal is to try and make music so that they can get signed. And even in today's music industry, I don't think that that's the case anymore. I don't think that that is actually what the goal should be anymore. So what I think about a post record label music industry is that that will be a, a thing of the past in terms of the mentality behind it as well. Artists won't think this is what I have to do. I have to get signed by a record label. Plenty of artists will be able to make a living, a good living, a decent living without record label support because, you know, for the longest time, if you wanted to kind of make it in the music industry, you did have to have a record label. You did have to have their massive pockets, their massive amount of money behind you to make a record, to be able to put out a record, to be able to go on tour, and then you'd make it back. You'd make loads of money after that, but you do have to, you did you did have to have that initial investment. But nowadays, that does not that's not necessarily the case. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And I have talked about that before as well with home recording and different things. So I'll, I'll talk about that more in a minute. But what it doesn't mean, what a post-record label music industry does not mean, when there are no record labels or big record labels, what it doesn't mean is that there's no money at all. It doesn't mean that, that artists won't be making a gazillion dollars. That does not mean that 
the small artists are going to be living on pennies. That's not what it means at all. I think that there is actually going to be a wider array of artists that are able to make some sort of a living. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well. But right now, a lot of artists, I think, sell themselves short in a, in a way, thinking that that they're they're aiming at trying to get on a certain record label that they've even that they may have been thinking about for a long time as an artist. Whatever the case is, they sell themselves short because everything that they do is to try and get the attention of those record labels, to try and make records so that they can sell themselves to a record label. That's not really the mentality anymore, and I think that that is actually, in, in a way, not great for a lot of careers. I'm not saying every career, because record labels do still have a certain... They, they do serve a certain purpose, and they do serve a certain type of artist, too. But I think that the major record labels uh, are losing a bit of their grip, and I don't think that those big record labels are as necessary anymore uh, in the slightest. So they do serve a purpose, and I think they won't be going away completely. They have too much of a hold on the industry. However, right now, they're, they're the big powerhouses. They kind of control everything that happens, and I think the uh, the shift is happening a little bit to to kind of go back to artists, to go back to the mass of artists. And I just think that more artists are going to be able to have uh, careers like that. So the question that then comes up is, when does this happen? When does When does that happen? At what point? And I think it's already happening. I think it's already shifting right now. There's a lot of a lot more artists than ever before um, trying to make a living. The grip that the big record labels are having are, is loosening a little bit, I think, because so many smaller artists are able to do something on their own. And then there's other big companies that are trying to enable small artists and enable them to do stuff. And I think we're going to see a lot of rise of that because there's a lot of tech money. There's a lot of money from people that do care about artists, that do actually care about the arts. And I think that's going to be even more prominent into these startups because, yeah, they can make money. It's just business and being an artist is not always the best combination uh, in terms of it is good. It is a good combination to have. However, it doesn't always happen, basically. You have to be a bit of a business if you're an artist. That's how you make money, um, which is why a lot of artists just try and get signed by record labels because they don't know what they're doing and record labels theoretically do. But record labels are losing that grip because they've made so many bad deals. And it's just not, not the way forward, I don't think, anymore. And I'll explain a little bit uh, more about that. But I think that this this new shift in the music industry, this post-record label music industry, is already happening. It's already starting. More and more companies are popping up, like I said. More and more opportunities for artists are popping up. And I think it's only going that way. Um, as of, of writing this, actually, Apple announced that they're doing one cent per stream uh, royalty rates. And, you know, that's fantastic. But it's, it's clearly something that's not kind of in their best interests as a company, you'd think, from the bottom line aspect of it. Because pay, they're paying more. They're paying almost double what Spotify's paying, which means they could get away with it less than a cent a stream, but they've decided we're going to pay a cent a stream. We want that for the artists. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other things that probably are involved with that decision. However, it does, from a forward-facing, from a very basic standpoint... It's good for the artists. It is good for the artists because now more artists can make more money off of streaming from Apple Music. I hope that this pushes uh, Spotify in a direction. I hope, really hope this is something that's happening, but Apple has taken the lead on this and I hope it continues. And they've been doing a lot of other things for smaller artists as well. And I know that you know Spotify and Apple Music and, and a lot of these companies, they do have a bit of 
uh, they're in the grips of the large record labels because of the catalogs that the large record labels have to give them. But the point is that they're, I think it's loosening because there are more and more and more independent artists that just can't get on record labels because record labels are making kind of less and less deals because they don't have the money that they used to have. But my point is, is that there are some shifts in some of what's happening with the streaming services, especially, and other companies that are artist facing, not record label facing. So that's really nice to see. That's really, you know, Spotify for artists, those kind of platforms, the back end for smaller artists to be able to go in. They're not there yet. They're not, you know, fully (laughs) the best that they can be yet, but they're on the way. Things take time to develop. So I think that this post record label music industry is in its infancy stages and we're testing things out, but it's well on its way and it's definitely the light is there and what's possible is starting to show. So what's kind of enabled us to get there? Because there's a lot of different factors in this that, you know, why now what's happened as everybody's kind of claiming the music industry's dying because record sales are down because of streaming. There's a whole thing like that. And I'm not going to really get into that, but what has enabled us to be able to have a post record label music industry? Why does the record labels not have as big of a grasp anymore as they did before? And the main thing that I see is actually technology. There's two types of technology that have been changed uh, recently. And in, in the last decade or two that have enabled the start of this shift. And to me, a lot of the record labels are a little bit behind. They don't really see that this is happening and they really need to wake up and fix themselves because they're falling behind. They're going to fall behind and they've already lost a big foothold that they had due to these technologies rising and them not taking account for it and them not taking advantage of a lot of it. They're very slow in many respects. So but the two types of technology, one is recording technology and the other is marketing technology. So for recording technology, nowadays, anybody can make good sounding music. Literally anybody can make good sounding music with a laptop. They can buy a version of Pro Tools or a version of Logic or whatever, Reaper even, it's it's free. You can make good sounding music with that. If you have the passion to create music, there is a way for you to actually be able to create music. It's not reserved anymore for the people who have big label budgets to go into big studios where you need that that budget. There is a place for that. There is a place for big studios. I'm a big fan of big studios um, as I did work at one for a long time, but I, I see the place for them, but I also see the place for home studios and smaller setups and people to invest a couple thousand dollars and they can make a good uh, setup for themselves to make great music, which leaves them with actual music. Before, if you're a band, you could play music, but trying to get an even an eight track recorder to kind of just record your demos, that was like the basic you could do, but to actually make like a full studio quality recording, you needed a studio. And studios back then, you needed tape, you needed the assistants, you needed the engineers, you needed the producers, you probably had to go in there for a month to create anything because tape took forever to use, a whole bunch of things like that. So it cost, it cost a lot of money. And recording studios themselves cost a lot of money per day. And big studios, that's all there was because you needed to have a lot of money to get into having a studio because the tech cost a lot. And so people would just, the only people that could do it were big studios that had money to be able to do this. And then record labels would pay them absorbent amounts of money to put artists in there because the record labels were funding the, the artists that they knew would do well and that they would put money, all the money behind it because they kind of controlled what artists were out there. Nowadays, anybody can make music. 
anybody can actually create music and be able to put it out there. Um, but many big records, many big, massive records are being made in smaller studios or on the same technology that you and I have access to at our home studios, as anybody has access to at our home studios. The stuff that I use at the big studios is not necessary to create great sounding music. It's good, it's nice, but it's not necessary anymore. And the tech that we have at home enables us to create great stuff in our bedrooms. And this has been shown uh, a lot. I, I love, I, this is an example I use all the time, but Billie Eilish, they created her massive, massive record that won Grammys and all this stuff. They made it in kind of a hybrid workflow, I guess, because they recorded a lot of it in their bedroom, their childhood bedroom. And then they got a studio, um, and then they got a mixer who is at kind of a mid-level, mid-range kind of a studio, his own production suite mixing room studio. Nothing huge, but nothing too small. But he knew what he was doing, so, you know, that played into it. But they had the passion to understand what they were doing, and they created something amazing because they were so dedicated to making the music. And it did not cost them a million and a half dollars to make that record. It cost them next to nothing because they used logic in their bedroom. You know what I mean? It's possible. Now, another another one uh, for the rock guys out there is Bring Me the Horizon. They recently did a, a theme song for a video game and and the whole record they did through quarantine that they just came out with and all that kind of stuff. They did a lot of it at home in their bedrooms. You know, they have they have some gear, they have some nice stuff, but they're still they're doing it on an iMac in their living room and they have videos about it so you can see how it was made but they recently did a, a song for a video game and they recorded most of it in a hotel room besides the drums they went to a studio for like an evening to record the drums and then their mixer uh, mixed it in their hotel room same thing he knew what he was doing their engineer's great but it's still, the point remains that they created an amazing sounding record with the same gear that you and I have access to, that everybody has access to. So that's one of the things. Anybody can create music. It's not reserved for the big label budgets anymore. So that's kind of the first development with technologies that is enabling us to have this post-record label music industry. The second thing is marketing technology. And this is not my area of expertise. I don't know a ton about the marketing side of things, um, but I've dabbled in it. I know enough about it. And I do help artists with their ideas for this and how they should position themselves. But the technology out there is astonishing nowadays for anybody with the ability with streaming and with social media and with sites like Patreon and crowdfunding campaigns, all those kind of things. There are a million options now for artists to directly connect with their fans and have their fans pay for stuff. So what this means is that anybody can create music and then find the fans to market it to and to get them to pay for it. And you can get it in front of more people for less because of these new technologies, new advancements in technologies. You don't need a million fans um, to make a living. You know, there's a there's a thing, Superfans uh, by Pat Flynn, that's a, a great book, as well as just many other uh, of this concept of super fans. And somebody, you know, I forget who put it at one point, who, who said this or wrote this down or something, but you need a thousand true fans. So if you, as a small artist, have a thousand true fans, a thousand fans that will spend $100 a year with you, which is not a significant amount of money, but a thousand fans, which is, again, not a significant amount of people, if you really think about it, to spend $100, that means you can make over $100,000 a year as an artist. 
All you need is a thousand fans that pay you a hundred bucks a year. That's le- that's ten less than ten dollars a month, which is not not that that bad if you position yourself well. If you actually allow this to happen with sites like Patreon, this is something that that they allow, and it's a fantastic site for artists. It's just the beginning, I think, of of more movements like this where artists can connect directly with their fans and their fans can directly fund what they want. It's There's no middleman. The record label is the middleman. That's not... Because the record label takes money from everything that you do because they funded it in the beginning. Well, why not just get the money from your fans to fund it and give them what they want? No middleman. No, no record label. So that's why I think that this post-record label music industry is, is not only already happening, but it's alive and well and well on its way as more artists understand this and as more artists realize the possibilities. Because you do have to think a little bit more like a business. You do have to really dive into it a bit and think about how to connect with your artists. You do have to do a lot of research into how to market your music. You do have to do some, you know, if you really have no money, then you do have to look at what, how to actually record yourself, how to produce your stuff, what you need to do that. And it is a small investment to get a nice, decent setup for what you need. But it's possible. Instead of buying another guitar, buy a little interface and a microphone, and there you go. You can now record your vocals and your guitar DIs and stuff. And there's a whole process to this. Um, I talk a little bit about this in my one of my recent episodes with Malcolm Cottle. He asks me about the different workflow um, to have small artists be able to make great music and talk to their mixer and when you're starting to develop your sound, that kind of stuff. And and frankly, this is kind of what I, I like to try and show and try and teach about the possibilities of making your own music. But my point is in this podcast is that you can make great music from home and you can utilize technology nowadays to get it out there. You do not need a record label anymore. You do not need that middleman anymore. Yes, I I understand that that streaming is a bit of an issue. People say that streaming is, you know, they don't pay enough for this and they blah 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 blah. I'm actually going to address streaming and the possibilities of streaming and why streaming is actually a really good thing for artists in this day and age, especially smaller artists. It's part of the marketing technology. Let's put it that way. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this because I really think it's a mindset shift that needs to happen for artists because if you look at if you look at streaming like that's going to pay the bills. Well, maybe not anymore. And yes, I'm I'm the first one to admit I wish they'd pay more. I'm really happy with the move that Apple made, like like I said that's a 1 cent a stream, but it's still got a long way to go. However, it's better than illegal downloading that was happening before. So, that's good. If you look at streaming like it's a marketing platform, like it's it helps you get in front of more people. That's where the magic lies with streaming. And if you think more like a business, and your streaming is actually helping market you to get you in front of more people so that more people connect with you and your music and come over to your platform and subscribe to your Patreon or whatever you're doing and pay you that $100 a year. That's a couple sweaters or a t-shirt or a couple, you know, there's a million possibilities. But you start to see that's how you can make money off of those people that now Spotify has helped put you in front of, or Apple Music, any of the streaming services, has put you in front of your fans. 
And so anyway, I'm going to talk about more of that in the next uh, episode. But for now, just I just want to say that streaming is not the problem. And streaming is actually a great tool to help you get in front of those thousand true fans, to find those thousand true fans and those hundred thousand other fans that just enjoy your music and maybe give you a couple bucks here and there. So streaming's great as a marketing tool. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Check out uh, a future episode for this. And I'll link that in the show notes when it comes out as well. But what's going to happen moving forward? Where, where does this leave us? What's the conclusion here? And I think that there are going to be more smaller indie artists that are going to be able to make a substantial career. I think that record labels are going to continue to lose their grip and more and more artists realize that they don't need those really bad deals, basically. Um, But I think that there's going to be more new music labels. And we're starting to see this, new music labels, where they they actually want to help the artists. They actually do stuff for the artists. They supplement what an artist needs instead of a record label right now, like the big record labels, they kind of take over your career. Well, if you're an independent artist and you're already trying to, if you do enough work to get, um, to get in their, their line of vision, if you, if you can attract attention, then you're already doing something right. And you already have started to do your branding and do different things. And you already got fans. You don't need a record label to take over everything. So there's now going to be more new music labels, that are that pop up and i have talked about this as well in uh future in past episodes as well early on in the podcast so i'll link that uh, down below as well but there's going to be more of these new music labels that work for the artists that help the artists and just augment what they're already doing and help them out to push them a little bit further maybe help them with money so that they don't have to have a second job to help pay for it initially to get them started but they don't just take over everything And at the same time, they take a small percentage of what the artist actually makes. If you succeed, then they succeed. And that's their kind of mantra. And yeah, it's a, it's a gamble for them, but they're willing to do that because they believe in the artists and they think that they can help the artists. So I think there's going to be more of that. And which in the end means that there's more artists that are able to take back control with more options in every field, in recording, in marketing, everything like that, you don't need these three major record labels that control everything. You can do it with different companies that are around, different technologies that are around, and there's just not going to be this monopolization anymore with the three big record labels because artists are going to realize that they don't need them, they don't want them, And frankly, part of the reason that those record labels have so much power over artists is because artists really believe that they need them and they don't, and they're not going to. And the, the, the grip that they're having on that is shifting. And I hope that this is the beginning of maybe you getting you thinking about the fact that you don't need them. The, the, it's the mindset shift that needs to happen and the perspective that they are not the be all end all. They are not going to make your career. Often I've had, I've had artists, I've worked with a few artists that have gotten signed And the record label made a great record and the record never saw the light of day because the record label decided that, well, we don't really feel like putting it out and it's not worth it anymore to market it. And it just dies. It's dead in the water because it's part of the contract and they don't want to pay for anything else. But the artist still owes them a whole lot of money. So... You know, how can, how can they succeed with such terrible deals and literally killing creativity in, in some respects? You don't know what your deal is going to be, but the, the point is that you don't need them anymore. And as a small artist, that shouldn't be the end goal. You can make a, a phenomenal career because I'm sure the career you want is to be able to make music, music you love for a living. And I'm sure that's what you want. And that's more possible than ever nowadays with recording technology, with the new technologies and with marketing technology. As long as you think that way, a great career is more possible than ever 
for anybody who wants to make music and put the time in to learn these things and put the effort in. But it's po more possible than ever. So that's what I think. That's what I really hope to see in this kind of post record label music industry. And I think it's already upon us. It's already starting. It's in its infancy. It's happening in baby steps. But if we can get the conversation started, if we can get the mentality shifting, then I think that more and more artists are going to be able to have that career and be able to do what they love. So that's what I would absolutely love to see. So that is it for this episode though, guys. I hope that that got you thinking. I hope that started some ideas for you and your own career or artists that you're working with. If you're a producer engineer to understand what they can possibly do and maybe help them a little bit as well. So I will see you in the next one. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you feel like going over to Apple Podcasts and giving this show a rating and review, that would be amazing. Five star ratings only, please. <laughs> uh, but I will see you in the next episode. Until then, always be creating. Oh,